What up YouTube, this is Last Grasp and today I'll be reading the ATP 3-50.20 survival manual from the US Army, so stick around and we'll be right back. Nadie de este mundo puedes confiar, ni en un hombre, ni en una mujer, ni en un animal. En esto sí puedes confiar. You know, in my search for a survival manual I can read, something that would be practical, something that would be reliable, unless you know the author of a book, you won't know whether their information is reliable. And you can hear that a lot uh, from channels and other people who are part of this community of prepping and things like that, that will call each other out. It seems to be something that happens in any scene, doesn't matter what the scene is. Despite that, there are like literally hundreds of thousands of books on survival out there. So the question is, which one do you pick? You know, which one is going to be the one that's going to give you good information, authentic information, credible information. Because sometimes it's hard to discern which one is authentic and which one is inauthentic. And a lot of people don't research the stuff that they read. They just read shit and accept it. And that's not how knowledge works. You don't just read whatever and say, I read it in the book. Now I know. You have to make sure you have to double check that the person who wrote it is a credible individual, that the information that they have is cited from legitimate sources. So with that criteria set for where we get our information, I've decided to read The Psychology of Survival directly from the U.S. Military Survival Manual titled ATP 3-50.21, which was released to the public in 2018. And the reason I like reading military manuals is because I don't think they're going to write bullshit books for the soldiers. So I think the best source of information is to get it from there. And a lot of these other survival books written by people who were either ex-military or whatever, you know, a lot of them source their material from these manuals from what I've seen so I think the best thing to do is just go to the original source you know unless you want anecdotes and, and whatnot but this is not a book of anecdotes the anecdotes aren't gonna really help you in a survival situation unless they're case studies of situations where people needed to practice specific skills and didn't have the knowledge and died or or got severely hurt so I want to focus now specifically on the psychology of survival I'm not gonna read into the technical aspects of survival at least not yet. I want to read on the psychology because like I said in my first video, the most important asset you have in your survival kit is your state of mind, your perception. And like G.I. Joe said, knowing is half the battle. So with that, the psychology of survival. It takes more than the knowledge and skill to build shelters, gather food, build fires, and move without the aid of standard navigational devices to survive isolation and possible detention or captivity. The key ingredient in any survival situation is the mental attitude of the isolated person involved. Having survival skills is important. Having the will to survive is essential. Without a desire to survive, acquired skills serve little purpose and invaluable knowledge goes to waste. During isolation, isolated personnel will experience numerous stressful moments that will shape them for the remainder of their lives. Stress is not a disease that you cure and eliminate. Instead, we all experience a condition. Stress is our reaction to pressure. It is a name given to the experience we have as we physically, mentally, emotionally, and spiritually respond to life's tensions. Stress compels one to act or prepare to respond to any given situation. Humans need stress because it can have many positive benefits. Stressful situations provide humans with challenges and gives them the chances to learn about their values and strengths. Stress can show them their ability to handle pressure without breaking. It tests their adaptability and flexibility and can stimulate and motivate them to do their best. The goal is to have stress, but not in excess. 
Too much stress leads to distress. Distress causes an uncomfortable tension that a person tries to escape or avoid. Here are a few of the common signs of distress that isolated personnel will encounter during their isolation. Difficulty making decisions, forgetfulness, low energy levels, constant worrying, propensity for mistakes, carelessness, trouble getting along with others, withdrawing from others, angry outbursts, hiding from responsibilities, and thoughts about death or suicide. Stress can encourage or discourage, move us along or stop us dead in our tracks, and make life meaningful or seemingly meaningless. It can inspire us to operate successfully and perform at maximum efficiency. It can also cause us to panic and forget all common sense and training. One key to survival is the isolated person's ability to manage the inevitable stresses that they will encounter. So it becomes very clear that the US military emphasizes the importance of a mental attitude, a state of mind, perception of the situation at hand, in this case survival. For many of you, minor inconveniences cause distress and the distress leads a lot of people I've come across to exhibit these symptoms, you know, especially get like trouble getting along with other people, withdrawing from others, angry outbursts, many hide from their responsibilities, and a lot of suicidal ideation. But this is a reality of human life. So if you take this into consideration in a shit hits the fan scenario, you know, looking out beyond just a personal situation where you're going to be stressed out alone and everybody else is going on with their life. We're talking about something like now, during this pandemic, during the lockdown, during uh, an era where we're being inoculated indiscriminately without any information, without anything. We're just letting people poke us and inject us with whatever. Well, at least a lot of you are. I'm not taking that. Anyway, this seems to be the common mode that people default to in this day and age when minor inconveniences happen. I mean, it happens to me. You know, I, I've, I've recently been stressed out and depressed because of my knee injury. And I've been isolated since I've just been here at home in my room for the most part. I haven't really gone out or anything like that for that time. And you start getting into your head, you know, and that's when the struggle begins. That's when you start really having to fight against yourself. And people say, oh, you shouldn't fight it. You should let it just be. And it's you have to fight it in a way where you're not screaming at it. You're not arguing with yourself. You have to fight it in a way where you take the knowledge that you learn uh, regarding these matters and apply it. So you have to you have to deal with it and fight with it using common sense. You can't turn your mind into a shouting argument between you and yourself. Nobody's going to listen to one another. It doesn't work with other people when people just start shouting. So that's trouble getting along with others. On your own, that's trouble getting along with yourself. So withdrawing from others is also withdrawing from yourself. Like It's the same as hiding from responsibilities. You're, you're, you put yourself in a state of denial. And then people, because of that, you start getting suicidal ideation. You start hating the world you start being careless you start being irresponsible you know you have you start making a lot of mistakes in your daily decisions you're worrying about things like perhaps even this survival thing is kind of like remnants of worrying and, and whatnot you know but in a state of distress there's like it says in the manual there's difficulty making decisions a lot of forgetfulness and fatigue lethargy low energy level you just don't feel like doing shit you know but this is something that affects human beings and especially when you're isolated when you're injured when you're uh when you're immobile or you're stuck in one spot this is why prisons use solitary confinement to torture individuals because it starts developing 
mental imbalances, which is kind of fucked up. Now, that's a fucked up torture method, but it gets the job done for whatever it is that they want to break the individual. So what we have here now, the next part is the survival stressors. Once the body recognizes the presence of a stressor, it protects itself and or addresses the stressor. Often stressful events occur simultaneously. In response to a stressor, the body prepares to either fight, flight, or freeze. This causes the following coping reactions that cannot be maintained for long periods. The body releases stored fuels, sugar and fats, to provide quick energy. Breathing rate increases to supply more oxygen to the blood. Muscle tension increases to prepare for action. Blood clotting mechanisms activate to reduce bleeding from cuts. Senses become more acute. Hearing becomes more sensitive. Pupils dilate. Smell becomes sharper so that you are more aware of your surroundings. Heart rate and blood pressure rise to provide more blood to the muscles. The cumulative effect of stress and stressors can add up if not managed properly. As the body's resistance to stress wears down and the source of stress continue or increase, a state of exhaustion arrives. At this point, the ability to resist stress or use it in a positive way gives out and signs of exhaustion appear. Anticipation stressors and developing strategies to cope with them are two ingredients in the effective management of stress. Therefore, it is essential that isolated persons are aware of the types of stressors that they could encounter. Injury, illness, disability, and death are real possibilities that one may have to face. So we see this basically is telling you that you have to deal with their stress. You're going to have physical reaction to stress where your body gives you the boost to get through whatever it is that's causing the stress at the moment but eventually those energy levels deplete you burn more fat and energy more calories whatever you want to call it the energy that you have in your body stored when you're in a state of stress it gets burned out if it's an injury it's going to burn out because the body is healing itself it's using the battery levels of your system you know and eventually you start getting fatigued you start getting tired you start getting exhausted you know and that you don't want to do anything anymore you feel like giving up you lose hope this is just the reality it's a physical response so once you become aware of that physical response the more you're constantly reminding yourself of it the easier it becomes to break through these low levels of morale so to speak when push comes to shove the manual goes on to say the isolated person's mission is to stay alive the assortment of thoughts and emotions isolated persons will experience in a survival situation can work for them or against them fear anxiety, anger, frustration, guilt, depression, and loneliness are all possible reactions to the many stressors common to survival. These reactions, when managed in a healthy way, help to increase the likelihood of surviving. They prompt people to pay more attention in training, to fight back when scared, to take actions that ensure sustenance and security, to keep faith with their fellow team members, and to strive against large odds. When isolated, personnel cannot control these reactions in a healthy way. They can bring them to a standstill. Instead of rallying their internal resources, Sources, they listen to their internal fears, which causes the isolated person to experience psychological defeat long before they physically succumb. Remember, survival is natural to everyone. Being unexpectedly thrust into the life or death struggle of survival is not. So the emphasis on preparation, you have to prep yourself to survive. And because survival is natural to everyone, and because the unexpected is natural in life, and being thrust into a situation where you have to wrestle between life and death, you have to prepare beforehand which means every single day you have to prepare your mind prepare your mind there are people or there have been cases of people with no training with nothing who had a strong will to survive and then there were soldiers who were trained with the skills technical skills and the information the knowledge that they needed yet because they gave way to their mental instabilities in that moment they died you have to prepare yourself on a daily basis you can't just prepare yourself one day and then go about your business like it was nothing if you're not constantly reading 
repeating this kind of stuff, if you're not constantly reminding yourself, you're going to forget because you're human. And if you're stressed out as one of the symptoms is forgetfulness and making mistakes. So that means you constantly have to read this stuff. Constantly read this chapter of this manual every single day. You know, there are other books, you know, you, you read stuff like scriptures. In these books, you will see that life is a struggle. Life is life is suffering. And that also aids the individual, which is why they want to take it away from you because they don't want you to be able to handle the realities of life. Never mind atheist and secular arguments. Who cares what they say? The point here is this, is that to survive, you have to understand the reality of your surroundings the reality of the world there is no tomorrow so you're surviving today you don't know what tomorrow is going to bring so prepare yourself now mentally spiritually i mean i think spiritually comes first and then mentally or at both at the same time and then physically with what you're able to do but you have to prepare no matter what spiritually people prepare for the grave that doesn't mean you're going to go out and kill it doesn't mean you're ready to commit suicide or do something reckless or something extreme it just means that there's an understanding that part of this reality of life is that death is the next phase it's not the end all be all you know this isn't it. There's something else after this and you're preparing for that according to what you choose to believe in. So you have atheists that choose not to prepare for that and whatever happens after that, they're going to have to deal with the consequences. Then there are those who believe in an afterlife and prepare for that accordingly to what they believe in. Same thing with survival, except you're preparing in the physical world to survive in the physical world on your journey to the grave. No matter what, death is inevitable, but you, you're trying to extend that because there's always things you have to do before you die right and even then it's not guaranteed that you will survive so how do you prepare yourself for all these factors in this matter of survival and continuing to live is mentally you have to accept the fact you have to accept that you might face life or death situations and that you may not make it out alive so prepare now for tomorrow prepare in this life for the next just prepare every single day and it's not easy i'm not telling anybody here it's easy i'm not gonna pretend like i'm here and i'm reading this and i apply this 24 7 i don't i'm human i get stressed out i get angry you know sometimes i don't want to deal with people sometimes i don't want to talk to anybody but i had to snap myself out of it sooner than later you know and i think i was fortunate enough to grow up with a mother who really instilled that in all of us you can't really be depressed for long periods of time you can't just sit there and worry and do all that you have to get up if you want if you need to be depressed be depressed for like three days and just get up and do handle your business that's the approach we've always had since i was little you know me and my siblings we've had that mentality verbally constantly reminded of that so this has always been a staple aspect of how i deal with my situations in life so i say this because it's a fact you have to prepare your mind for anything in this scenario of prepping for when shit hits the fan you know on any level where the shit hits the fan for you personally and you find yourself between a rock and a hard place or she hits a fan on a collective level politically environmentally you know you, you have to be able to rely on what you have while you're waiting for rescue or while you're looking for help so if you're not prepared you will die it's inevitable the next part of this manual is be realistic. The manual says, Isolated personnel should not be afraid to make an honest appraisal of the situation. Now be honest with yourself. You know, though you don't have to pretend, you have to be honest with yourself. If you don't have the strength to collect yourself in that moment and gather yourself and your thoughts and your mind, you have to be honest about that. The more you start being honest with yourself and you start confronting those things, those aspects of yourself, you become stronger. Stop denying shit. Just because you don't like how it makes you feel, just because you don't like what it implies, you have to accept it. Honestly. Honestly. So the first thing you have to do is be sincere with yourself. If you're not sincere with yourself, you're not going to be sincere with other people. You know, you have to start it with yourself. So the isolated personnel should not be afraid to make an honest appraisal of the situation. You know, accept the situation for what it is. Be honest with yourself about what you're in right now and figure out ways to 
ways to handle it, ways to deal with it. They should see circumstances as they are, not as one wants them to be, while keeping hopes and expectations within the estimate of the situation. When going into a survival setting with unrealistic expectations, one may be laying the groundwork for bitter disappointment. Follow the adage, hope for the best, prepare for the worst. Absolutely. We always hope for the best. Hoping for the best in this case is hoping that all these conspiracy theories, all this crap with this pandemic and these uh, inoculations, we hope that this is all bullshit. We hope that there's no there's no insidious agenda behind it. We hope that there's no ulterior motives from the government. But if we're being honest with ourselves, you know, but we got to prepare for the worst. Oh, I saw a post about a video that's going to be put up today at 11 o'clock in the morning by a YouTuber called The Angry Prepper, the anti-bug-out bag movement. And that kind of struck me as odd because I didn't realize there was an anti-bug-out bag movement. There are people who are anti-preparation for any kind of survival situation. That sounds like people that are trying to get you killed, you know? I wouldn't be surprised if those are shills for the government. Who else would start an anti-bug-out bag movement like that and release that kind of idea? into the public about preparedness when it comes to natural disasters or political unrest especially considering right now that there is this pandemic and they're they're sending out inoculations and whatnot i mean it's it's just a, it's my, just an idea just a thought that just occurred to my head right now the people who do that are just shills if you are a show for the government fuck you die slow Seriously, you should die slowly and painfully with no one there to help you you know i'm not saying every government agent should die like this i'm not I'm not anti-government whatsoever. I believe in righteous government. I believe in a just government. Unfortunately, we have an unjust government. So I'm not anti-government. I'm not anti-authority. I'm anti-corruption. And what we have now is corrupt authority. But I'm I'm addressing this specifically to the shill, to the person who goes out to completely sway and disinform people. In that field of work that you do, die slow. You have no soul, no conscience to, to do something like that to a public, especially if it's your own people in your own country let alone other people in other countries fucking dickhead anyway you know you have to hope for the best prepare for the worst you know sorry about that rant it's gonna happen though it is much easier to adjust to pleasant surprises about unexpected good fortunes than confronted with unexpected harsh circumstances yeah that's that that goes for you too shill Adopt a positive attitude. Isolated personnel should learn to see the potential good in everything. I'm going to repeat that again because that's a very important understated approach. The isolated personnel should learn to see the potential good in everything. That includes any traumatic experience you may have experienced throughout your life, no matter how severe it is. If you are alive today, at this moment, if you are watching this and listening to what I'm saying, you should look for the good in every evil, every abuse, every trespass that has been committed against you in this life from the day you were born to the day or the moment that you're watching this video a lot of people don't like that idea people don't like that because it's easier to remain angry it's easier to hold a grudge it's easier to have that hatred you know and I know for a fact because I hate a lot of things I hate the world you know I hate the world I'm in but there's plenty of good in this world there's plenty of good in people I know good people I've come across good people you know genuine people so you have to be able you have to force yourself really if you feel like you can, that's the fatigue. You have to force yourself to look at the good in everything. While looking for the good not only boosts morale, it is also excellent for exercising their imagination and creativity. While trying to take ordinary objects and figuring out different uses for them in a survival situation, everything is a potential tool. Improvise. Be like MacGyver. You have to be like MacGyver. Or if you're a goofball, be like MacGruber. Anyway. 
train and prepare through military training and life experiences begin today begin today to prepare to cope with the rigors of survival through military training and life experiences begin today today to prepare to cope with the rigors of survival that's heavy you know that's deep when you really sit there and mull over that when you ponder on that you begin to realize how deep that approach is it's deep because you're gonna have to be inside of yourself you have to be in your mind you're gonna be in your thoughts you have to be really looking at yourself with no filter you have to that's the only way in any situation doesn't matter what you're going through if you have to survive through a breakup you have to apply these principles if you have to survive through hunger you have to apply these principles you know this is why i said last time if you're hungry and you don't have food to eat fast flip your perception switch it around when you get into an accident and you get injured you have to be prepared to cope and i think reading this kind of stuff is what has helped me in all my accidents with those life experiences you begin to prepare you know you learn how to cope with things like that the first thing that pops into my mind you know when anything drastic happens initially is this is like oh here we go this is another experience in this thing called life but Thank God, you know, I was alive. Yeah, you have to be mentally prepared for anything, an injury. Like, sometimes I think about worst case scenarios, you know. I'm thinking about my camping trips and, like, if I go up into the mountains alone and I fall and break my leg in a river or something, I slip and crack my arm or, like, my leg or, or something, you know, something drastic or I fall and break something, you know. How am I going to respond? Am I going to sit there and worry and, and cry or am I going to just be like, fuck, <laughs> and laugh it off you know i i would like to think that i would laugh it off just based on my experiences and based on my previous reactions to a lot of things i just laugh it off you know i used to worry a lot i used to get upset it wasn't until i really started reading that really helps you know to accept the fact that yo shit happens in life and life isn't meant to be a pleasant experience you can have pleasant moments in it but life initially is not pleasant even when you're born you you're born in a struggle you're born fighting through the womb out of the out of the vagina yo you got a human being just being like ah fuck where the fuck am i being pulled out of its womb out of the safety the comfort the and all that you know considering it's not a crackhead womb but like you know like you're born in a state of struggle in a state of survival you're surviving you're struggling to get your your first breath they tap you on the feet to make you cry so you can start breathing you know so it's from from the cradle to the grave this is a reality and we have lost i think as people the mentality to cope with these things this is why i always suggest reading these parts of the of the manual and then everything else of course requires practice and training but like this you have to prepare yourself mentally you know don't be hard-headed the goal of preparation is to build confidence in your ability to function despite your situation and fears failure to prepare yourself physically and psychologically to cope with isolation leads to reactions such as depression carelessness inattention loss of confidence and poor decision making remember that your life and the lives of others who depend on you are at stake absolutely you can't keep getting stressed out about your situation you are in the situation because you have to be there if you didn't have to be there you wouldn't be in that situation you'd be in another place you know but people can't accept the reality sometimes they say oh why does this happen to me because it has to because it's supposed to happen why sometimes we can theorize why this happened other times we can't but the fact that it's happening to you is because it's supposed to you know i've told this to people and people say no 
no, that's bullshit. I was like, if that were bullshit, then you wouldn't be going through this right now. Give me something else. Give me another explanation why you're going through this. And then usually most people like to blame others. Oh, well, it's because of these people and it's because of him or it's because of her. It's my parents' fault or it's their fault. And to some degree, there's some truth in that, that a lot of other people do cause stress and whatnot. They can't tell you how to psychologically, mentally prepare for that. Only you can do that. The moment you're unbothered, you know, by the stressors in your life, whether it's people or situations, and you prepare yourself mentally to cope, that's for common sense, I think, your survivability will increase. Your misery will be reduced greatly. And that pleasure that you get of being alive, it becomes an activity that you are involved in like 24-7, you know, so you're always going to be constantly busy. It's good, you know, you have to train and prepare. Survival pattern. The survival pattern is a tool that enables isolated personnel to mitigate the effects of being in an isolation situation. The survival pattern includes the manipulation of applicable sustenance, protection, navigation, and survival medicine skills placed in order of priority. For example, in a cold environment, fire would be the first priority to get warm, followed by a shelter to protect from the cold wind and rain or snow. Access to or the ability to procure potable water, traps or snares to get food, and survival medicine to maintain health. In all isolation situations, survival medicine has top priority. First aid kits, people. Carry first aid kits. You don't leave home without a credit card. Don't leave home without a first aid kit, even if it's something small. Carry some aspirins, carry some ibuprofen carry some emodium ad because you never know when you're you can get the bubble guts and nobody likes that you need to carry one of these you need to have this in your bag in your purse whatever it is that you carry you know if you got if you got a large ass pocket put it in your pocket but carry it get, get a drawstring bag and carry it with you you need that you know first aid medicine the word survival is a useful memory tool to aid isolated personnel in making sound decisions on what has to happen to meet their needs and appropriate actions s Size up the situation, surroundings, physical condition, and equipment. You use all your senses. Undue haste makes waste. R. Remember where you are. V. Vanquish fear and panic. I. Improvise. V. Value living. A. Act like the natives. L. Live by your wits, but for now, learn basic skills. Building and maintaining situational understanding is essential for isolated personnel to understand their isolation situation, develop effective plans, make quality decisions, and execute their ISG or EPA. The typical isolation scenario includes the occurrence of an isolating event and the typical movement of personnel to their designated rally point. Once at the rally point, they assess their situation in relation to the mission and the isolation criteria specified in their ISG EPA. The isolation criteria prescribes the set of circumstances under which a soldier or isolated person may execute their ISG or EPA. The assessment of the isolation criteria includes the operational, political, military, economic, social, information, infrastructure, physical environment, and time, and mission variables, mission, enemy terrain, and weather, troops and support available, time available, and civil considerations, and comprehension of the factors of isolation, individual capability, i.e., physical and psychological condition, proficiency and of training, equipment, etc., effects posed by an operational environment and the potential duration of the isolation situation. If the isolated person determines that they have met the isolation criteria stated in the ISG EPA, they will report their isolation and begin appropriate movements and techniques detailed in their ISG or EPA. Isolated personnel continue to adjust their plan to meet survival medicine, protection, sustenance, and navigation needs in order 
of priority and update their situational understanding as key tactical factors change while making appropriate adjustment decisions. And that is the end of chapter one. This chapter is uh, very important for survival. I think this would be the best resource for survival is this military manual. And then having an understanding of yourself, having some sort of introspective insight of who you are, how you operate, knowing who you are is essential to applying these methods of survival, specifically psychological and whatnot. I know a lot of people out there are going to have a hard time doing that, but you have to force yourself. I know a lot of people say, oh, well, when my time comes. When your time comes, it's called death. Don't wait till your time comes. Don't wait till your final hour to say, oh, now I'm going to prepare. Prepare now. Now that you're not dying is the best time to prepare. You have to be able to disconnect from that worry, from that panic. You have to be able to treat it like a mule. You want it to work for you, not against you. You don't want it to ride you. You want it, you want to ride it. It has to be subservient to you, not the other way around. Again, the most important asset of your survival kit is your state of mind, your perception, your mental attitude, your psychology. That's all it is. And on that note, I am Last Grasp, Pipe Bomb Media, U.S. Military Survival Manual, Chapter 1. If you like this video, if you feel like you've learned something, please like, please subscribe, and I'll see you all in the next video. Peace.